Good evening. Tonight we will be taking you down a path that every human being throughout history has had to deal with. They've had to fight, had to resist, and try to overcome. A word that has been around since the beginning of time, and that word is temptation. So stay with us. Good evening and welcome to the Master's House Bible Study with the Ladies of Grace. And on behalf of our senior pastor, the Reverend Paul G. Kiggins, we welcome you. We're so thankful you're joining us tonight. And yes, tonight we are studying temptation, the temptation that Jesus had to go through when he fasted in the wilderness. Um, but before we get started, we always want to go before the Lord in prayer. So Sister Christine, would you please take us to the Lord? Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for your constant help and protection that you pour out on your people daily. You are there to overcome the enemy every day and continue to help us grow through the path of life to eventually eternal life. Let us recognize your spirit guiding us and let us be drawn to the correct path. As always, continue to bless our leaders, Pastor Paul and Sister Christy, who are a continuous journey of guiding our souls in the right direction. In your name, Jesus, amen. 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 Praise amen. the Lord. So I want to welcome our special panel tonight. We always have uh, <laughs> our good Lee, Sister Courtney, and tonight we have Sister Christine. So thank you guys so much for um, joining us tonight. So these three temptations that we will read about tonight occurred right before Jesus's full three and a half ministry, three and a half year ministry began. And he was going to embark upon this great work and the devil was trying to fight him. So he goes into the wilderness to fast and pray. And of course, the devil's gonna try and stop him. He doesn't want to uh, let the Lord do the miracles. But do sometimes you feel like you're being fought or the devil's trying to stop you from doing something and you don't even know it um, or that God is getting ready to do something great for you or with you and you're going through a huge trial or you're facing temptations. But I want us to realize tonight that every temptation that comes our way is only the devil trying to stop us from what God has for us. So we must prevail and overcome these temptations just like the Lord did. And he is always our example. So let's read our key text first. And that is found in Matthew 4, 1 through 11. And it says, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. 
and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus saith unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. So this last week, uh, we saw in Bible study Brother Garrett and his guests, I think it was Megan and Maddie, they talked about when the Lord went down to be baptized by John the Baptist. And this was something that needed to be done. It was a preparation. It was an example. And when the Lord was baptized, it says he saw the Spirit descending like a dove and, and rested upon him. And so this was a preparation for what the Lord was going to do for his work that was beginning his ministry. So this text is also an example to us of the human condition and the preparation that the Lord had to go through at this time before his, his perfect work could actually begin. So um, I was asking myself, okay, so the Lord was baptized. He, he knew he had this great work. Why didn't he just go and start preaching? He was fully God, but he was fully man. So this is why he needed to go and fast for 40 days in the wilderness because it was our example and he is fully man and being fully human and fully God, he had to go through this. So Sister Christine, let's yes. start at the beginning and uh, let's dive in. Okay, sounds good. Temptation, yes. We've all been there and it usually happens after a spiritual victory which in this case, the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist. This moment revealed Jesus spectacularly, like you just said about the dove coming down and God's spirit and, um, and Jesus and a voice from heaven saying, you are my beloved son whom I am well pleased. This immediately put a target on his back uh, with the enemy. So I go to Mark 1, 12 through 13. Immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness, and he was there in the wilderness, 40 days, tempted by Satan. This is a, actually a bittersweet event that happened to Jesus. In one way, God was communing and preparing him for what was ahead, and then the bitter part was the attack of the enemy. Just like Jesus, God stirs our heart at times, and we must obey his calling knowing that he has a perfect plan for us. One of the examples is the calling of the 12 disciples. This happened many times in the Bible where God pressed on our hearts to try to get us to do the right thing. Each one of us, each one felt the tugging of God's spirit to leave everything to follow Jesus. There were times of excitement and miracles, and there was times of trials and temptations, but in the end, they completed their missions in life to spread the gospel. Another example is when the Spirit of the Lord fell down for the first time. And after Peter was preaching to the crowd, he ended with this in Acts 2, 36 through 38. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And then Peter said unto them, Repent 
and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises to you and to your children and to those that are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. And just like the disciples, God was stirring the crowd's heart while listening to Peter's message. And after they heard the spiritual enlightenment, if they continued to obey God's calling, they would receive the ultimate reward of salvation and spend eternity with God in heaven. So for us today, when we feel a stirring in our hearts, we need to surrender to God's calling, knowing that he knows the future and his path is best. There will be excitement and miracles and trials and temptations, but in our obedience to God, he will give us victory over whatever comes our way. So Sister Christy, um, let's dive deeper into the scriptures to understand how God was tempted in the wilderness. Thanks, Sister Chris. So that, that's number one, exactly what you said. If the Lord wasn't obedient when the, it says the spirit drove him into the wilderness, if the flesh would have fought that, we wouldn't even have this topic right now. He wouldn't have gone into the wilderness. So first, um, let's start off first with 1 John 2.16. It says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So when I was preparing for this, I was thinking, why did the Lord have to? You know, it's good to fast and pray. It's good to submit to the Spirit and, and not the flesh. But I was like, Lord, what, what is this all about? And this scripture came to mind. So there are three universal temptations. And the Bible sums it up in this. There's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And as we go through this study, we're going to be like, Lord, you're amazing. Look at, <laughs> look at all this. So um, I've said this before, the Lord being fully human had to endure and overcome these temptations as an example to us. And he showed us how to overcome. He showed us how to say no to the flesh and yield to the spirit. So the first being the lust of the flesh. In uh, We read this already in Mark 2, uh, or I'm sorry, Matthew 4, 2 through 4, and then it parallels, Luke wrote about it too in Luke 4, uh, 1 through 4. And so the first thing out of the gate, the Lord fasts for 40 days, 40 nights, no food. He's praying. He's alone in the wilderness, all alone. You know, that that's a lot right there. But when he comes off of this fast immediately, what does the devil attack? It's obvious Jesus was hungry. He was so hungry after 40 days. And so the devil went, bam, I'm going for what the flesh wants. And this is what he says. Um, he says, uh, you know, cast these stones down, make them bread. Be, if thou be, he's always questioning him. You know, he's always saying, if thou be the son of God, what a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> and the Lord's like, so humble. And he doesn't say, yeah, I'm Anyways, I digress. Let's read in Matthew 26, 41. It says, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So, of course, the devil comes in attacking the flesh right off the bat. And um, isn't it easy to do good or do great when you're feeling great? 
You can do anything when your faith is high, when you're strong and you've been to church and you've been around the children of God. But when you're at your lowest, that's when the devil comes in with his lies. And he tries to get you to do things that are not pleasing to God. So those temptations of the flesh, and there's so many, uh, we've got to look at the Lord's example to try to overcome these temptations. So Courtney, uh, what do you consider, bam, right off the top of your head, what are some temptations of the flesh? Um, well, I enjoy junk food, um, so that tends to be the first one. Like that's a major temptation. Fasting's hard, uh, <laughs> it's real hard, especially when there's like cheeseburgers and cookies and all, you know, all oh the junk goodness, around, cheese. right? Cheese. Yeah, cheese in general, right? But um, food, <laughs> food is one that can be my lust of the flesh for sure. <laughs> Chris, anything? Same. Actually, same, same with me. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. Whatever's in the covers, you know, I'm just like grazing like crazy. <laughs> and it's sort of like, why am I doing this? This is not good for me. And so, yeah. Food Mine's is... always late at night, like oh. 10, 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm so tired. Yep. And I, got, I need to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, oh, there's some cheese. There's yeah. extreme cheese in the drawer. Yeah. But, and we're just talking about food right now, but there's so many there temptations is. of the flesh. And we don't have time tonight to get into them all. But I was teasing earlier, and I was like, shoes shoes mm -hmm. that is a lust of the flesh <laughs> i have got to stay off amazon not by any shoes <laughs> but um do you think you would have the strength to resist that temptation when you're so weak in your body and after not eating for 40 days like the lord um, then you're immediately offered bread that that would be a mm -hmm. huge temptation that the Lord endured. So I mean, think about this really. Let's let's think about He's the Lord is all alone, fully human. He's been seeking the Lord, the Spirit, God. Um, so hard to they're one, but I think Megan said it last week beautifully about how they're all one. Um, but anyways, the flesh is crying out to the Spirit because He knows what He's getting ready to do and the things he's gonna face, the miracles he's going to perform, and just alone calling the disciples. And I mean, he knew they would come, but still that flesh, it's a fight. Mm -hmm. So you're all alone for 40 days, no food. You're praying, you're seeking God, and you're weak. Have, have you ever fasted more than a day or three well, days? Or <laughs> I am. Um... I used to take a day with my dad, huh. actually, that reminds me, we would do a 24-hour fast, mm -hmm. and it was sort of like we would just cheer each other on, and we had That's someone awesome. like a buddy to do it with, but Jesus was all by himself. Yeah, yeah he That's was all hard by to himself. do when you're by yourself, because no one knows you're fasting, right? No. So you can sneak no. something? If you and <laughs> even, I think when I was younger, I did uh, a five-day fast no water or I'm pressed. sorry That's good. only water, only water. Uh -huh. but I was young mm -hmm. and, and the Lord was young he was 29 we think possibly mm -hmm. um, but I've even had it now that I'm older that if I go on a strict diet bam I am weak mm -hmm. I am so weak so when you don't eat for 40 days of course your body's gonna be weak and um, I mean, you really can't do anything major. 
I, I don't know if it was cold, if the Lord even trying to get some wood to build a fire because it was mm -hmm. cold. True. The extreme exhaustion that your body feels when it doesn't have fuel, that is so draining. So picture all this going on and he's really drained. He's really weak. He's crying out to God because of the things he's seeking him for, for his ministry that's coming. Um, and then the tempter comes and the tempter always, the tempter of our soul is Satan. So how does the human body sustain 40 days with no food? no food at all. So pastor and I saw a documentary about three years ago about fasting for 40 days. And it was this big thing and there was doctors involved and herbalists and they went to this um, retreat and it, it was really interesting. Um, but the doctor said in that uh, documentary that the human body really can only sustain 40 days and still recover mm. with health. You can go longer, but then you're damaging organs. You're damaging yeah. your heart, just lots of different things, your, um, your renal system, everything. So isn't it amazing? I wrote this down. Isn't it a coincidence that the Lord fasted 40 days, 40. not longer, not shorter, 40 days. And, uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. But then recently, just a couple of weeks ago, I saw another documentary where two brothers in Australia, um, the one brother had injured himself. He uh, researched fasting. And so they did a fast uh, for 20 days water only and then 20 days with juice. And in this documentary, they said their bodies were so weak and it showed mm -hmm. them, they followed them and they would have to go and get fresh water every day. And um, by like, I think it was even the 13th or 14th day, they had this jug and one would go so many steps and put it down. Mm -hmm. Then the next brother, oh, wow. because yeah. they were so weak, they could barely carry that water back to yeah. their campsite. And they did go out in the wilderness of Australia Ooh. just so they could keep their minds right. It was, it was really interesting, um, but they said it was walking like they had cement blocks around their feet. Mm -hmm. Imagine just one step and, and the Lord went through this. Um, so what they also said that I found so interesting is that their mental clarity though, their bodies were weak, but their mental clarity was at an all time high. And they said they were laser focused and it, it was unbelievable. And um, they said it was so hard and so emotionally and physically challenging. And these guys didn't even do it for spiritual reasons. It mm -hmm. was all for health and different healing faculties of the body. Um, so they went through this and it was just really interesting, but it, it, it shot out to me, you know, like, boom, when you see something huge, you hear something and it, it gets big. It was like their mental clarity. They were mm -hmm. laser focused, even though their bodies were weak. So with that said on this whole study, it kind of changed my perception of why the Lord did this fast. And immediately after the tempter comes, he knew, of course, being God manifested in flesh, that the flesh would be weak and he would need the spirit to overcome the flesh and to triumph. Um, but maybe the devil, not knowing all that God knows, thought, oh, he's going to be his weakest at the end of these 40 days and I'm going to go get him. But no, no, no. <laughs> In Luke 4, 1, it says Jesus was filled 
with the Holy Ghost. After he was baptized, the Holy Ghost descended upon him, upon his flesh, and he was filled with that Holy Ghost. So even though he was weak in his body, that's the key. He was filled with the Spirit of God, and the Spirit is power, power to overcome and power to please God. So um, if you notice in all these passages too, every time, every time the devil tempts the Lord, he uses the word of God against Jesus. And um, in the parable of the seeds in Mark 4.15, it says, And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. So the devil knows the word of God perfectly. And he wants to take it away. It says it in this verse. He wants to take it away when it's sown before it can take good root and bear good fruit. So, uh, the devil knows the word of God. So we've got to know the word of God. And Jesus, every time he went back at the devil with the word of God. So, uh, we can't let him twist and turn anything to trick us, but we have to hide the word of God in our hearts. And so how do we overcome the temptations of the flesh? And the Bible says in Romans 13, 13 through 14, let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. So we've got to put the Lord on completely, just completely put the Lord Jesus on, because he's our example and he's the overcomer. And then in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above, that ye are able, but will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. And we can trust in this verse, knowing that our Lord endured it. And we can too with him if we put on the lord jesus christ he endured temptation and he overcame it and he will make a way of escape for us and prayer and communion with god like he did in the wilderness that's key that's key so sister courtney take us through the next mm -hmm. next bit of verses next portion yes, all right please. Um, so to get back into where Luke was talking about this, and Matthew does too. Sister Christy had said uh, Matthew 4 and Luke 4 actually are parallel to one another. Um, but I chose Luke uh, chapter 4, verse 9 through 12. Uh, and he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him. And we'll, we'll say the he's and hymns. He brought him to Jerusalem, meaning... Satan brought Jesus to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So when I'm thinking about this, to be taken to the top of um, a temple or a church, right? And then told, just throw yourself down. The angels will catch you. That is not a temptation for me <laughs> at all. <laughs> I think about it. I'm like, ah, Jesus and I have different okay. interests. Okay. I don't know. Um, 
but this was actually a temptation because uh, Jesus being God manifest in the flesh, he has a tremendous amount of glory and power. And he wants to reveal that to his people, but he has to do it in the right time and the right, right way. Uh, and Satan offered him a shortcut to that glory, right? Just toss yourself down. Then all the angels will all come the and they'll angels. save you and, it, and everyone will see. Yeah. And then we'll all think you're the best, right? Um, which in fact would not have happened in that particular way. So if Jesus had given in and revealed his power and his glory at that time, his ministry would have been impacted. It would not have been the same. His teaching would have been completely different because he would have had to backtrack and show who he was and demonstrate that. Um, his miracles would be different as well. Everything that he did, everything that he accomplished and worked towards revealing himself would have had to have been different. The Last Supper would be different. The garden would be different. The trial, the crucifixion, the death, the resurrection, everything, everything. would be entirely different because of that choice. Mm -hmm. So that temptation was a huge temptation for him, but being God in the flesh, he knew this is not the choice I'm going to be making. <laughs> Uh, when we think about temptation, I also think about testing because um, God only allows so much, right? Yes, these temptations come from the enemy, uh, but God does allow it. And, and if you need a reference for it, it would be the book of Job would be your entire reference for that. Okay. Um, and you can see in great detail what one man of God had to go through. Uh, but instead of asking why this temptation um, this one here before Jesus and those that we face, uh, sometimes it's good to ask, what does God want to prove, right? What does he want to prove of himself? Uh, what does he want to prove through us? Um, how can um, we establish a genuine belief and faith in him by passing this test that's in front of us, by staying with our faith um, and to choose that higher path and stay the course? Um, so an easy example for this is climbing a mountain. Right, so we live in Colorado Springs and we have Pikes Peak right in front of us every day. And I can look at the mountain and I can say, I know that I can climb that. Uh, but that's because like, I work out right, and I try to stay fit. And I know that about myself, but really and truly to prove it, it would be to climb the mountain. Right? Mm -hmm. right. So to really you know, make it, you're gonna have to allow God to work through you to make that accomplishment a reality. Um, Jesus here was tempted to reveal his glory um, and chose instead to stay in training. He remained back. He didn't reveal himself, but instead allowed himself to practice, to grow his ability to obey God's will. And we see the outcome of that in the garden. Um, in Luke 22:42, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. When he really needed to obey, he had practiced and he knew how to do it, and he knew how to trust, and he knew how to fulfill what God's true plan was. So God may very well have a plan to accomplish the very thing our heart desires, right? To reveal glory, power, whatever it might be, but he accomplishes it in an entirely different way. Um, Jesus wanted to know us, wanted us to know him well right then and fully, um, but was obedient to what the plan really was. So. How do I know God's will so I don't fall into temptation? What have the two of you done? Uh, prayer. Yeah. yeah you got to pray yeah. and read the word of God. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you got to be in the house of the Lord to hear what the man of God is saying. Yes. Because often things that you're praying about at home, mm -hmm. that direction comes right over the pulpit. It does. And then it's not just hearing 
or listening, mm-hmm. it's obeying. It is. Absolutely obeying. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We need the scriptures. Yes. Mm-hmm. Read it every day. You yep. know, and be a par- let it be a part of your life. Yeah. And then if you're not sure about something, you can always, um, I was going to say Google it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the King James Version for different words that maybe you're searching you're, you're searching something from God, mm-hmm. and maybe the, they'll give you a plethora of uh, scriptures for you to go through and mm-hmm. find the answers for you. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to search, mm-hmm. yeah. and sometimes you have to just not pray, but really yeah. pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And God always does answer and makes a way. Yeah. But I, I truly believe if you pray, pray, God knows. And, yes. and he knows if you're just praying and you want your answer. Or mm-hmm. he knows if you're praying mm-hmm. and you want his answer, it'll be just like with Jesus. The spirit pricked his heart to go into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So the spirit will prick your heart and mm-hmm. say, yes, this is what I want you to do. Or no, not right mm-hmm. now. Hold or, or no, not at all. I, I have something else for you. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of inconstant communion with the Lord. It is. Yeah. It is. And actually, Jesus showed us that in this situation as well. So yeah. when he goes into the desert, he went to pray, right? right. 40 days of fasting and prayer uh, and lot. continually referenced God's word when battling the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he shows us that as well, right? Yeah. And he lived it. Um, because we never want it said of us, and this is in John twelve forty three, for they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. Mm-hmm. Context for that verse is that uh, there are rulers, uh, in Jesus' time, and they believed Jesus, but they faltered when the approval of the Pharisees may be lost. Yeah. They wanted the Pharisees to tell them good job rather than God mm-hmm. to tell them good job. The temptation um, to be envied for who we are and to be recognized, um, to matter to men, that's the pride of life. To allow our mm-hmm. self-pride uh, to overwhelm our desire to seek God's approval. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, choosing his will over our own, knowing his will by knowing him, um, we can find a variety of different verses. So rapid fire for you. Uh, in Deuteronomy 8, 6, says, Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. So know God's word, what we had just said, mm-hmm. what Jesus demonstrated to us in the desert. In James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So this is a call to show up, right? To do the training, to put in the work. Um, It'll pay off, but you have to do it. Um, In Hebrews 4.15, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Jesus is the high priest, not only understands and empathizes with you, but he lived it. And we get to see that tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my last one, James chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. So to endure and continue, to finish it. Yes. To make it worth it. Yes. Right? All Absolutely. of that blood, sweat, and tears, make it worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But there's another temptation, right? So oh, yes. <laughs> There's one more that Jesus was tempted in the wilderness about. And, you know, this one, there, there's so much in these few scriptures that you could have, like, 
weeks of study yes. on this. Yeah. It's like when I first started reading, I thought, oh, this is easy. And then I started planning <laughs> and I thought, but what about this? Uh -huh. And what about that? And I don't have time to share that. And so anyway, um, the third temptation was the lust of the eyes. And for us, that is a sinful or covetous desire to want things when we see like money, material possessions, houses, cars, or even a person. And, and let's break down those scriptures of this temptation. So Luke 4, 5 through 8, but I'm going to break it down scripture by scripture. Uh, verse 5 says, Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And so I kept thinking, and Sister Christie gave me an idea about it in, in her um, email. And, oh, the um, pastor has always yes. said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, a kingdom is ruled by kings and queens. You usually have walls, you usually have buildings, you usually have castles. Um, but you, it wouldn't be complete if you didn't have people in the kingdoms. Um, you can't have a kingdom without people to rule. And when Jesus was looking across at all the kingdoms, either small or great, he wasn't thinking about the buildings or the walls and the things that it had. He saw people. And people have souls. So this was a temptation Satan presented to him. Satan said he would give all of the souls of the earth to Jesus. And at that time, Jesus was beginning his purpose for being on earth, which was to redeem all the souls that they could have the chance of salvation. And so continuing on in scripture, and then the devil said to him, all this authority I give to you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever, whomever I wish. And just like Satan lied to Eve in the garden, he was lying or telling a half-truth again to Jesus. Mm. Because an example of that is with Job, Satan had to go to God for permission to test Job, which shows that the lie, the lie that all authority was not given to him. Mm. He was tempting Jesus for a specific purpose, and that was to bypass the cross. And that is a whole sermon right there. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, therefore, um, in verse 7, therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. I can hardly read that part because I cannot believe that Satan actually thought that he had a chance to have Jesus bow down and yeah. worship him. And that is so twisted to me in my head. He knows who he is, mm -hmm. and to even ask. The arrogance. Yes. I just cannot believe that he said that. Yeah. And the wow. reason why Jesus came on earth was to bring salvation to our souls. He, his love was so great, Satan tempted Jesus by lying that he would give Jesus what um, he had on earth without the bitter cup of the cross. And then verse 8, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord God and him only, and you shall serve. And Satan's, so Satan's main goal was to take the place of God. 
And with this temptation, he wanted to own all and be in charge of all. But Peter warned us about this in mm. 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The enemy wanted to not only devour our chance with salvation, but wanted to devour Jesus. But just like the other temptations, Jesus knew the truth, and with God's word, rebuked Satan that he was a liar and to leave him alone. We do not have power over the enemy except that the Holy Ghost inside us gives us power. All we have to do is whisper or shout or say the name of Jesus, and the enemy and his imps will flee. Amen. James 4, 7, therefore submit to God. Give it to God. Be full of God's spirit. Amen. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Jesus is our example and model for us to follow. He experienced some of the same trials of temptation as we do now because he loves each and every person. He pursued, he pursued our salvation with his blood on the cross, not focusing on the suffering, but the joy of the prize of winning our salvation. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which is so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. In joy, God endured the cross He would mm. to save all. We are so blessed to have an amazing, loving God to save us from a life of destruction, don't we? Amen. We do. Amen. Amen. I'm so thankful that he did this. Mm -hmm. I, I've read this group of scriptures, you know, gosh, since I was a little girl and had to memorize and, and you hear it preached, but, and you just think, well, yeah, he, he fasted and prayed and he was tempted, but then he did his work. But when you really look at why he did what he did and why he had to go and fast and be weak in the flesh and then endure these temptations because of the scripture that says, they're universal and there's no other temptation, but every temptation falls under one of these three. Mm -hmm. And the Lord endured every one of them and he overcame. And so we can see that in this account of scriptures that the Lord had an answer every time when the devil came at him, he fired right back with the word of God. And so that's our example that we know we got to hide the word of the Lord in our hearts and we have to be humble and praying and fasting so that the spirit is strong and the flesh, even though the flesh is weak, we've got to yield to that spirit. And, um, he's our example and he knew the word because he is the word and he fought back with the word. So we have to know the word of God. It is our sword against the enemy. And like sister Christine said, he must flee when he is rebuked in Jesus' name. And we can be overcomers through 
Jesus Christ, our Lord. So I want to thank you both for joining me tonight so much. Thank you, guys. I appreciate these women so very much, and I learn every time we do one of these studies. And I think even listening to the Bible studies every week, that is our way, too, of hiding the word in our heart and growing closer to the Lord, that we can fight these battles and overcome these temptations so that in the end, the Lord is the great overcomer, but with his wisdom, his knowledge, we can uh, overcome with him. We will be overcomers. So um, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, I've read these group of scriptures, like I said, so many times, but I've learned so much through uh, this study tonight and Jesus, the human, why he had to go through these things. So um, to God be the glory, he overcame and so we can overcome through him. On behalf of our senior pastor, the Reverend Paul G. Kiggins, we thank you so much. If you have any prayer requests, please send them in to us. Um, I was reading one just yesterday and my heart just went out. And you know, we love you. We don't know you maybe, but we love you and God loves you and prayer changes things. So we will absolutely join with you in prayer. And if you'd like to visit us on Sundays at 11 a.m., we'd love to have you join us here in Colorado Springs because there is nothing like being in the house of God on Sundays and worshiping and filling his spirit with the children of God. So um, tonight we're going to dismiss with Sister Courtney. <laughs> and we just say thank you, Jesus, Sister Courtney. Lord, thank you for this time that we can uh, reflect on all that you have accomplished. Lord, to consider you as a role model and to see you and what you have gone through as a human. Uh, Lord, help us to see that and recognize it for what it truly is, um, both an inspiration and a shield, Lord, that we can see and be built in our own faith by what you have accomplished and what you have brought forth. Or touch our hearts um, and grow our faith that it can be a strong shield and that we can understand your word greater, that it can be a sword to fight the enemy. Lord, bless us uh, and thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen.